Hey sis, welcome to the When Marriage Hurts podcast. I'm your host, Ola Davis. My mission is to help Christian women in painful marriages become aware of the marriage lies our society and religion has programmed our heads with. Are you tired of marriage advice that always blames you for whatever goes wrong in your marriage? Have you attended all the marriage seminars seeking help only to be blamed and shamed for your marriage problems? Has your marriage become the source of your greatest pain? Have you lost hope of being happily married? Are you just hanging in for the sake of your kids? I've been there before. I know what it is like to feel alone in marriage, yet feel trapped by the wedding vows that I made. Together, we will discover scriptural truths that set us free from the pain so that healing can begin. Oh yeah, let's shake some tables. Hello my beautiful sisters, it's another episode of the When Marriage Hurts podcast and on this episode we're going to talk about sex. Yep, I don't think, as a matter of fact, I don't think we've ever discussed sex on this podcast but we're going to do that on today's episode. Yes, so what? what about how... What does that look like in a marriage where abuse is present? What does that look like, really? It could look... It's not um, It's not the same for everybody. So I'm just going to say that it can look very, very different. I've heard stories of women in abusive marriages where their husband withholds sex from them. And uses porn or something. I've also heard stories from women who are made to feel guilty anytime they don't feel optimal, you know, um, having sex with their husbands, maybe because they're exhausted, tired, whatever, or maybe they just don't want to have sex with someone abusing them. And that's a valid, <laughs> that's a valid complaint. And they are made to feel like they are horrible wives and they are doing something terribly wrong and God is going to be mad at them because, and then they quote that scripture where they tell you about you don't have any authority over your own body, your husband has that authority over your body. Like they almost make it seem like your husband owns you. Your husband owns your body. Kind of like the way a sex trafficker owns the body of the people he pimps out or something. And that was never God's intention for us as married people. When the Bible says that your spouse has authority over your body, it it's Basically teaching us that we should have consideration for our spouses and not withhold sex from them. That's completely different from a scenario where a person is being abused. But you know, religious people like to find scriptures that they can twist around to do their own bidding. Scriptures they can twist around to justify their own wickedness towards another human being. 
Now, personally, for me, when I was in my marriage, um, sex was mostly, especially after we started having kids, sex was something that was for my husband. Um, he would, because my husband was, uh, I was married to a covert narcissist, right? A covert abuser. He would act like he really cared about me. He would act like he cared about my, um, sexual fulfillment. But in hindsight, I don't think he ever did. I think that was something that he needed to to do to feel good about himself like someone who cared. Because in reality, he never did. When we were newlyweds, you know, and I was still all excited about sex, and I had bought this Christian books for specifically for newlyweds that talks about sex and how to... Um, arouse a woman and all that stuff and before we got married we would talk about it i'll be like oh there's this book i got and my then husband to be would be like oh i can't wait to read it with you i can't wait to read it with you and then we got married and he had absolutely zero interest <laughs> in reading the book and I'm like, okay, maybe you don't need to read the whole thing. I'll just find a couple of pages that I think is going to, like, help you. Because, I mean, you're telling me that you don't have sexual experience. I don't have sexual ex experience. You know, maybe just this couple of pages that I found, it would help if we read that together. Just two pages. Just, to, like, how much time of your life could be taken from you just from reading two pages of a book. And he would always find excuses not to. And that was kind of disappointing for me because I felt like, okay, I kept myself for marriage this whole time. And this guy pretended to also be looking forward to this time and be, you know, having us have like a good sex life in our marriage and we're just getting started and he doesn't even seem to care about me at all he only cares about himself so i mean i wasn't there was no way i could like force him to read what he wasn't gonna read right and he always came up with stupid excuses like you know we're doing good blah 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 it's okay for you to read that but i don't need to anyways Now, I don't know about you, but my experience was that with the kind of teachings that I got from church, from Christian books and all of that, that talks about marriage and sex, I was always made to feel like my primary job in that marriage was to make sure that my husband always got sex from me when he wanted it. And now I didn't, I didn't really believe this a hundred percent, but when you are in an environment where something continually 
is being drilled into you even if you don't a hundred percent believe if you if you stay in that environment and you're constantly being fed with those kind of ideas your resistance will begin to yeah you'll begin to shed that resistance and before you know it you would agree like I don't know, maybe you would go from 15% to agreeing 95%. So I was made to feel like saying no to my husband ever for whatever reason was always a horrible thing, right? Like it's ungodly and all of these things. So my, and I was married to a very smart guy. He wouldn't, he would just do really weird things to manipulate me that I wasn't aware of at the time. Um, but in hindsight, now I recognize the fact that even though in 11 years of marriage, I never turned my husband down, many times he would withhold affection from me. And that's probably something that at least some women listening to this episode can relate to withholding having affection withheld from you by your spouse and they always have legitimate reasons to do this it's either they are busy they're not feeling well but the way you know it's just an excuse is that they can talk about not feeling well but they are they are perfectly well for everything else right they have the energy to entertain people and work and do stuff but they don't like my my ex he wouldn't say no he just i mean this even went far beyond sex like when i see someone withholding affection from you it's not necessarily sex it's just that they keep a distance from you emotionally and you don't even know that this stuff is affecting you right you just know that you feel lonely and you think, oh, maybe you're just overwhelmed with taking care of the family. You don't recognize that you feel the way you do because affection is being withheld from you by your spouse. And these are not easy issues to discuss with, say, someone at church. Because then you are looked upon as... Oh, you're supposed to look to Jesus for all your needs. Well, that's kind of interesting because if as a wife, I'm supposed to look to Jesus for all of my needs, but then my husband is supposed to look to me for his needs. Does that make me Jesus? <laughs> Why can't my husband look to Jesus for his own needs too? Why do you have to tell me that I never have to refuse my husband's sex? I have to give it to him anytime he wants it because he needs it because it's a need for him. I mean, if you ask me, that's another myth, really. There's all this Christian speakers out there telling you about how a man needs sex. They just need sex. And I always ask myself, is it really a basic human need? Like, why do we in the t church talk about men and sex like 
it's more important than oxygen. Because I don't think it is. I know it's not. Okay? Like, oh, that's just how God made them. Now, is this something we found in the scriptures? Or is this some nonsense that we are being groomed to believe as women? Now, don't get me wrong. I like sex. If I never get married again, fine. I'll do just fine. If I ever remarry, trust me, I do want to have sex. <laughs> All right? I just don't believe that it's a basic need either for women or men for that matter. Okay? Think about it. If you don't agree with me, let me let me say this. Because it's a really it's a really difficult thing to get out of your head once you've been fed with so much men need sex. It's just a need for them. Women might want it, but men really need it. Like they can't think their brain doesn't function if they don't have sex, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Now, I'm going to say this. At what age does a man, does sex become a need, quote-unquote, a need for a man. Because to be honest, I think it should be somewhere in the teenage years, right? Teenage years, early 20s. Because nobody can tell me that a man, sex becomes a need for a man on their wedding night. No. Biologically, you know, as teenagers, they begin to feel that hormone, feel that sexual urge. Now, if that's like a basic need, the way the church tries to, to like portray it and program our brains to believe, why is the church not encouraging 15 year old boys to have sex as much as possible? Because this is just how God has made them and they're just going to die if they don't get it. They don't do that, right? They encourage them to wait for marriage. Isn't that what the church does? So are you telling me that a guy, sex is not such a basic need for a guy until he says I do to a woman? So that's where the church's logic on that, on that issue makes absolutely no sense. It makes absolutely no sense because if you're going to look at a man's sexual urge and say, oh, it's because he absolutely, he absolutely needs it, then I'll tell you a 22-year-old man should need it more than a 40-year-old or 50-year-old guy. Right? Okay, anyways, I just had to put that out there. I think it's important. I believe there are benefits to early sex. But I don't think it's like a basic need the way you need food and water. I just don't believe that. So, um, I think and each time I go into this rabbit trails, I have to try and remember what I was talking about. Okay, so I was talking about how this played out in my own marriage. I noticed that affection would be withheld from me. And then all of a sudden... My husband would kind of shower me with some form. I wouldn't even say shower, but it would show me 
some form of affection. And it was after I got out of the marriage really that I was able to like notice this pattern. This wasn't something that I knew was going on while I was in the marriage. But when you notice that your husband kind of pulls away from you emotionally, they don't really talk. Even when you're trying to make conversation, they just kind of block you out. But they kind of pretend it's because they're doing something important like work or even ministry if they are involved in church work. It's really withholding affection from you. And then after a while, out of the blues, they just kind of come around again and start to touch you and, and do stuff and tell you, oh, I love you. I'm so glad that I have you as my wife. I'm so glad our marriage is working. Those are the kind of things my husband would say to me. And honestly, I don't even know if it's normal to have those kind of conversations with your wife and say things like, I'm glad our marriage is working. When, as far as you're concerned, we never had marriage issues. Because till tomorrow, my husband will still say we never had problems in our marriage. And I just wanted to divorce him for no reason. But every time he will say things like, I'm so glad our marriage is working. And he will touch my body and all of that. And I will feel like, oh, I love my husband. My husband loves me. Now, in hindsight, when I think about that, it was because I was so deprived of affection. You know, it's like when you've been deprived of food or water for days. Even if you see water that isn't the cleanest or the freshest, there's a way you 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 look at it through different eyes. Just because you've been deprived of water for so long, you will most likely drink that water, even if you know it's not the freshest. Right? So that's how I would cling to whatever crumbs of affection I could get from him. And I'll say to myself, oh, he's just been busy. He loves me. Nothing's changed. Now, there were also times that Maybe he would ask for sex and I'll say, oh, I'm so exhausted because I was living with a husband that never took responsibility for anything in the home. I was practically like a single mother, even though I had a husband in the home. So I was always exhausted. And whenever I would say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm just super tired. He would say, oh, no problem, no pressure, you know, like. Like is this loving husband. I tell you ladies, covert abusers are like the worst. <laughs> they are the worst because they always appear to be wonderful. Like they're thinking of your best interest when they never really are. They are always thinking about themselves. He will say things like, oh, I understand you're tired. Maybe you just need to lay down and, you know, we could do this tomorrow or whenever you feel up to it really. And I'll think, oh, my husband is so understanding. And they would begin to like massage my neck and my shoulders. But this isn't like the kind of massage you would get from like someone who is a massage therapist. He would massage my body under the guise of, oh, just so that you could feel better. But he was actually, he would actually be turning 
touching me in parts of my body that would turn me on, that he knows would turn me on. That's what he would do. And he would keep doing that and doing that and doing that until I beg him to actually have sex with me. Ladies, I'm not making this stuff up. This is what <laughs> used to happen in my marriage up till about two years ago. Almost two years ago now. So he would do that such that, you know, when when you kind of look at that scenario, it doesn't really look like, oh, my husband asked for sex. I told him no, but he still had sex with me anyways. No, it doesn't look like that. It looks more like my husband asked for sex. I said no. And he said, no problem, but later I wanted the sex. No, it's it's really manipulation. That's how those kind of abusers manipulate you into doing what you don't want. Because it's hard for you to say they force themselves on you, right? So, I don't know if anyone's had <laughs> this kind of experiences I'm describing or maybe my me describing my experiences making you think of some either similar or not too similar scenarios in in your own marriage that's making you think okay were you being manipulated or were you having affection withheld from you I'll really I mean, this isn't something that people typically talk about a lot on social media. So I would really love to hear from you if you can relate or if you have maybe a slightly different kind of experience with sex in your own marriage with your own spouse. You can send me direct messages on Facebook at When Marriage Hurts. You can post anonymously on the group at When Marriage Hurts. You can send me a direct message on Instagram at When Marriage Hurts as well. I really love to hear from you. And if you've been listening to at least three episodes of this podcast already and you haven't left us a written review on Apple Podcasts, please, 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 please leave us a written review on Apple Podcasts. You can use a nickname, but it's just important that we get these reviews because when you leave a review, what happens is that Apple pushes this podcast to more women if they are looking for help in their marriage looking for help with uh, eating abuse it suggests the podcast to them and that way we're able to reach more people so please leave us a written review i'd love to hear from you about this topic what sex has looked like in your own marriage and how it's affected you until the next time when I come your way, this is Ola Davis signing out and saying that don't ever forget this. Jesus loves you and he will never leave you nor forsake you no matter what you're going through in your marriage. Have a wonderful week. Has this podcast blessed you? If yes, please head over to Apple Podcasts when marriage hurts and leave a written review for the show. It would be such a blessing to me to know that this show has impacted you in some ways. Also, share this podcast with a friend. Let's spread the word. Lastly, if you would like to be a part of a community of like-minded women of faith, 
who are on a journey to living the best life God has for them despite their marriage challenges, join our Facebook group, When Marriage Hurts. Until next time, remember the words of Jesus. Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest.